This recording begins with a reading of the Gospel of the Day. That will be followed by the homily from Father Paul O'Brien. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus said to his disciples, You have heard that it was said, An eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. But I said to you, Offer no resistance to one who is evil. When someone strikes you on the right cheek, turn the other one as well. If anyone wants to go to a law with you over a tunic, hand over your cloak as well. Shall anyone press you into service for one mile? Go for two miles. Give to one who acts of you, and do not turn your back on one who wants to borrow. You have heard that it was said, you should love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I said to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you, that you might be children of your heavenly Father, for he makes his son rise on the bad and the good, and causes rain to fall on the just and the unjust. For if you love those who love you, what recompense will you have? Do not the tax collectors do the same? And if you greet your brothers only, what is unusual about that? Do not the pagans do the same? So be perfect, just as your heavenly Father is perfect. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. This is the final Sunday in this first part of Ordinary Time in the Church's current liturgical year because on Wednesday we'll enter into Lent. This upcoming Wednesday is Ash Wednesday. I hope you all will be here. We'll talk about that as Ash Wednesday begins. So on this seventh Sunday of Ordinary Time, the Gospel passage we just heard is again from Matthew 5, the beginning of Jesus' Sermon on the Mount, and it follows the same pattern that we heard last week. Jesus, the Son of God, takes an Old Testament teaching, which is really a revelation, but an early partial revelation from God about how human beings are meant to live. And Jesus, who is God, goes much deeper than the Old Testament teacher. He opens up our understanding of these teachings, and he's urgent about it. Jesus is urgent that his authentic disciples need to live the way he's teaching them, it's a law of love from Jesus. We can accept it or not, but if I am a disciple of Jesus, this is a law. It's not a suggestion. He wants us to live these truths because he wants us to grow in God. He wants us to experience love and life and power and fulfillment. So particularly if you're going to enter into Lent, we just have a couple of days to reflect on these passages. I'm going to take just the first two teachings in there. One is just two verses. It's about retaliation. And the second is just one verse. It's, I think, connected. It's distinct. But I would say it is about remaining above. So, retaliation. Retaliation is when someone does something bad to me, my responding in kind, my returning the bad that's done to me, I return that bad to another person. Retaliation is an issue in every single one of our lives or an option because people do bad things to all of us. 
day by day, hopefully not every day, but sometimes every day, people do bad things to us, and we have to decide how we respond, how we live. I think this teaching is really important even for active Christians, because what Jesus teaches, many of us, including me when I was younger, we don't really enter into the details and think about what he's really saying. And what he says in this passage, I think, because it can hit us the wrong way without understanding, we can misunderstand it and push it aside. So as you reflect on this this week, if you believe and if you're living what Jesus teaches here, blessed are you. The question for you would probably be, how much are you really sharing this explicitly, why you live this way with other people in this world? And if it's new to you, it's really, really good news. So, verses 39 and 40 of Matthew, uh, 38, 39, Matthew 5. Jesus says, you have heard it said in the Old Testament, an eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth. Have you all heard of this? It's Leviticus 24, set in the 13th century before Christ. You knock out my eye, I knock out your eye. You knock out my tooth, I knock out your tooth. It is explicit, well, it has a bunch of meanings originally, but it is from God. It's actually a whole bunch of Near Eastern cultures had this revelation from God. It's explicitly to moderate vengeance in a vicious, violent, chaotic world. The reality is, you knock out my eye, I kill your home family. You, it's true. That's the way the world, fallen world, is. We can forget this. You knock out my tooth, I burn down your house. In a world where people behave that way, which is evil, God gives an early revelation to moderate the vengeance. You knock out my eye, I knock out your eye. I have to limit it to that. You knock out my tooth, I knock out your tooth. I have to limit it to that. Even when this revelation first comes, that's Leviticus 24, people know very well this is quite limited. I mean, you can restrict out-of-control vengeance, which is a good thing, but that doesn't necessarily lead to happiness, let alone peace, let alone reconciliation. Try living your marriage with that, which unfortunately people do. I go back at you with whatever you do to me. That's going to be a horrible marriage. Try to live in a community, including ours, where people just live retaliation There's no harmony, there's no peace in a community like that. And people know this from the get-go. The first reading we just heard today is from Leviticus 19, same book earlier, in which God says, no hatred, no vengeance, no grudges. And God explains why. I, the Lord, am holy. I am a holy means apart. God is apart from everything that's evil completely apart. Human beings are meant to grow in God. We're meant to grow in holiness. The reason why vengeance and hatred and grudges are to be avoided are because they're not of God. If you actually read the literal Hebrew, it says, thou shalt not be Irish or Dominican. 
The history of this parish is largely two dominant cultures, two islands that are in very different parts of the world where we love hatred, <laughs> vengeance, and grudges. And then we attract a lot of other people who are like-minded. So Jesus says, you've heard that. Then Jesus reveals what the truth is. Do not offer any resistance to the one who is evil. When someone strikes you on the right cheek, offer the other one as well. Now be sure you pay attention to the details because that's where just hearing that, people will say, ah, shut up. Pay attention to the details. When Jesus talks about turning the other cheek, he's talking about interpersonal relations on a small scale. It is very doubtful that this can be applied very often to social or political issues. A year ago this week, a person whom I believe is extraordinarily evil, historically evil, Vladimir Putin, completely unjustly invaded Ukraine. Are Ukrainians supposed to say, turn the other cheek and not defend themselves? Of course not. A fentanyl dealer moves into the house across the street and is going to lead to the death of many of our people in this community. If we're followers of Jesus, are we supposed to turn the other cheek and not respond to that? Of course not. We're only supposed to respond to it. Turning the other cheek is about interpersonal relations on a small scale. Another easy misunderstanding, and I think I had this when I was younger. It is about, turning the other cheek is about personal insult. It has nothing to do with violence. It has nothing to do with assault. It has nothing to do with abuse. And I think plenty of Christians have unfortunately misunderstood this. There is nothing in there about turning the other cheek to violence, assault, or abuse. Turning the other cheek means that when a person wrongly insults you and it stings, you do feel it, do not respond in kind. Do not retaliate. Why? Because you're supposed to be a doormat? The opposite. Because I have so much God in me, I am so confident that what you're saying is wrong, that even though it stings me, go ahead, do it on the other side. I am not going to retaliate to a person who is doing evil, and it really just stings. I do not have to be that way. I am so filled with God that I am above you. That does not fundamentally hurt me. It helps me personally to just sometimes take a time out on this. If a kid at Lawrence Catholic Academy insults me, I even laugh about it. If a little kid says something that's wrong and insulting, and maybe it stings, actually it's not really funny, but I think it's funny that it's coming out of this little kid's mouth. If a teenager in Lawrence, in the middle of a basketball game, says the very same insult, I really have to control myself. But fundamentally, I know this kid is wrong, I know this kid is immature, and I say, go ahead, you can do it again. But when Eileen <laughs> says the same the same insult as the little kid and the gangbanger when Eileen says it because she gets under my skin, pow, I'm back at you. So like we talked about last week, a lot of us need a timeout on this. When the person insults me, 
take a time out and realize the person is wrong. I do have the truth from God, I'm confident. It did sting, but I can turn the other cheek. Connected, second teaching in there, verse 40, not specifically about retaliation, but it is connected. Jesus says, when someone goes, wants to go to law with you over your tunic, give the person your cloak as well. Actually, I have a good, there's a good parallel here. Tunic, that word is in Jesus' time, this garment, white garment I've got on. The cloak is the outer garment. So the inner garment, the outer garment. These have a value. I care about these garments. There are also a whole pile more of these garments in that sacristy. There are a whole pile more downstairs. It has value, but it's not the biggest thing in the world. If someone is going to go to law, take you to court over these garments, it's really not that important. This garment, we're going to have a huge dispute over this garment, we'll give the cloak as well. It is saying, I will remain above you. In your small world, in your small mind, where you are making something small into something so big, I will remain above. This may annoy me, but not only am I not going to retaliate, I'm not even going to get into this. You remain in your small hole, I will remain above with God, and you can have both of these cloaks, and on we go. If you take those two teachings and you think about the nuances, what they're not saying and what they are saying, well, it shouldn't be such a big deal. It really should not be such a big deal. A Christian is meant to be a person in a world that's filled with insults and filled with people who are blowing things out of proportion, who is so alive in God, so alive in Jesus Christ, and so busy doing his work that I can turn the other cheek and I can remain above. But look at the world in which we live, particularly these days and certainly in our city, this stupid culture of disrespect, respect, is so primitive. It's retaliation and below. You respect me, I respect you, you disrespect me, I disrespect you. At best, retaliation is you insult me, I insult you back, but in fact, it's usually not that way, particularly in the United States. I'm gonna up the insult because I have to win. I am in fact escalating. And then in Lawrence, someone ends up dead. Whether it's Lawrence, whether it's social media, whether it's these horrible people we elect to national office who are just about retaliation and escalation so much of the time, this is part of the disintegration of this society. We're not doing well with this, and we have to change. You and I control only ourselves. We are meant to be, dis I, know I say this every week, I think, we are meant to be disciples of Jesus Christ. He lays out the truth there. It is not so hard to turn the other cheek. It is not so hard to remain above. Take this truth, live this truth, enjoy this truth, share this truth. You have been listening to Father Paul O'Brien, pastor of St. Patrick Parish in Lawrence, Massachusetts. For more information about the parish and to get involved, please go to stpatrickparish.com or follow us on social media. Thank you for listening.